I want to thank the Lord for my wife being here with us. And um, I heard she said a lot of stuff about me, but y'all don't believe none of it. <laughs> no, amen. I know she um, did what the Lord gave her to do. Amen. And I'm grateful for Dr. and Sister Neil inviting us here to be with you. And um, I appreciate the opportunity to minister to the men yesterday and today. Amen. And to the mixed group to, on last night and tonight. Amen. And I want to um, just go to the word of the Lord. Um, I'm not going to hold you long, but I do want to just leave something with us, mainly because I know along with others that may could not make it here from the church due to, to whatever reason they couldn't get here. I know those that are here have made this and many other things in their life a priority for, with God. And I know that, um, again, those that are here and those that are not here that you would know of got their hands to the plow when it comes to carrying forth the vision of this church. So I just want to encourage us in something tonight and have the Lord direct me to do it. I want to just follow his leading here. If you would, turn in your Bibles to uh, 1 Samuel chapter number 6. I'm sorry, 2 Samuel chapter number 6. And I want to begin reading at verse number 1. And I've been going back and forth even during the service tonight in my spirit regarding this because we are having such a good time. I mean, really, we are. And uh, <laughs> glory to God. And, and this has been so relaxing and so enjoyable. And even though I didn't get on the line today, I was enjoying watching those who were getting up there and then climbing back down. Amen. For a while there, everybody that got up, amen, decided they didn't want to do it. And then one young lady decided she was going to do it and broke through that barrier. Amen. And so um, I want to go here to um, 2 Samuel chapter number 6. And I want to begin reading at verse number 1. The Bible says, again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and, and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. 
And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died before the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Peruza to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? Amen. I'm just going to stop there for a moment. And I want to preach to you on this thought. Don't let spiritual things become common. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Let's lift our hands right now. Uh, come on, Father. We ask in the name of Jesus uh, that you will help us. Uh, we ask that you would guide us tonight. Uh, for we have no confidence uh, in ourselves. We have no confidence in our flesh. Uh, we have no confidence in our own abilities today. Uh, but our confidence uh, rests only and solely in you. Uh, for we bless the great greatness of your name tonight and we thank you for this opportunity and this privilege as we lift up the name of Jesus we glorify and magnify your name tonight in Jesus name amen and amen come on let's give the Lord another hand as we are seated You may be seated tonight. Amen. Now, this story that we have just read with David wanting to bring the ark back to uh, uh, Israel uh, and make it the centerpiece of worship again is a very interesting story because the ark of God up until that point, the Bible tells us that it was not inquired of by the Lord, by, by, by the children of Israel during the reign of Saul. Now, I don't know how long the ark had been out of the center of the nation of Israel, but I know Saul reigned for over 40 years over the kingdom of Israel. And for at least 40 years, glory to God, the, 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 the ark had not been the center of worship for the people of God. If you read the scriptures, you would discover that the children of Israel lost the ark before 
Amen. Before Saul became the king of Israel, glory to God, and it wind up in the hands of another Abinadab, I believe it is. And so, so, so what I'm saying to us here, the children of Israel, glory to God, have no clue of the value that God had given them when they had the ark. Because if they understood how valuable the ark really was, they would have never left it out of their presence for over at least 40 years. Come on, Holy Ghost. Now, this is what's interesting here. Because however long Abinadab had this ark in his home, his sons grew up with this ark. And somehow, someway, in their sight, that ark lost its value. Amen. Somewhere, somewhere, that precious ark that represented the presence and the glory and the power and the authority of God, somewhere in their lifetime, that ark became common to them. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. So when David inquired of that ark, oh, hallelujah, and they began to march back into the city, dancing and praising God. When that ark was shaking on that new cart, oh, hallelujah, and Uzzah decided that he was going to grab that ark and keep it from falling. When God smote him dead, I want you to know tonight that that did not happen by chance. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Because when you study out the ark, you will discover that God trained the children of Israel in the book of Numbers, chapter number four, I think somewhere around verse 19. He told them, glory to God, when you carry that ark, amen, before that they could even carry the ark, it was the first piece of furniture in the tabernacle that they had to cover up, glory to God. They had to cover it up with the veil of the temple. They had to cover it up with other things that nobody would even be able to see the ark. And God specifically told them that if anybody's hand touched that ark, that they would die. Hallelujah. And the fact, Dr. Neal, that that ark was on a new cart was obvious that they didn't have the relationship with it that they needed to have. Because God instructed them that man is not to be messing with that ark. But the priests, hallelujah, the Kohathites was to be the ones that carried the ark. And they was not to touch the ark, but they were to take the ark and lift it over their heads. And they were to walk hallelujah in step to making sure that they kept the value of the ark I'm here to tell somebody here tonight we need not let spiritual things become common to us we got to get to a place in our lives with God where we begin to value this like we have never valued this before. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. I appreciated the testimony of Sister Schilling tonight when you begin to talk to us about how your mother trained y'all and kept you in the truth and taught you how to love God. And now you're going places that they had never been. Don't ever lose the value of that. Don't ever lose the value of what God is doing in your life. Oh, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Y'all forgive me for a moment. Because I was moved by what I saw here tonight. And when I saw these children get up here tonight, I want to say to these young people, amen, don't take this for granted tonight. Don't take for granted that your mama and your daddy is trying to teach you how to pray. Don't take for granted that they're trying to teach you how to love God. I know you don't understand it all, but they know one day you're going to need this. They know one day you're going to have to have something in your life that's going to help you get through the crisis that's going to come your way. Hallelujah. There was two sons. And the reason why this is important for our children, Brother Schilling, because it seemed like those that get raised up in this have a tendency, if we're not careful, to take it for granted. Hallelujah. I didn't get raised up in this. I was telling Dr. Neal earlier, glory to God, the people that I grew up with, hallelujah, they were ruthless. We had to live and survive in an environment where you just, would just dog, eat dog, and you had to survive, and you had to do a lot of things, hallelujah, to, to, to get through the day. But I'm here to tell you tonight, these young people that are being brought up in the church today do not take this for granted. This is real. This is powerful. This is what God has designed you for. God created us to worship him. He created us to love one another. He created us to get into his presence and get to know him like we've never known him before. What are you saying to us here today? There were two sons their name was Nadab and Abihu. And the Bible tells us in Leviticus chapter number 10, they were sons of the priest, the high priest, Aaron, by the way. And God had instructed the priests that when you light and when worship and go into the altar of incense, glory to God, that the fire was not to come from no place but the altar. Glory to God, the brazen altar. Hallelujah. And when, when you come in, if you took fire from anywhere else to light this incense, he told them that you would die because I will not accept strange fire. Hallelujah, Lord. But these boys at some point begin to let spiritual things become common to them. At some point, they came to a place where it's not necessary to do it God's way. We can just do it our way because I'm the PK. I'm a hallelujah. I'm a pe the priest's kid. Hallelujah. We can do whatever we want to do. I'm telling you today, you can't do what you want to do. No matter what your mama or your daddy is doing in the church, you got to have your own relationship with God. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Holy Ghost. Mama's prayers can only take you so far. Daddy's prayers can only take you so far. At some point, you're going to have to learn how to strike your own fire. At some point, you're going to have to learn how to alter your own incense. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. 
And so they decided that they was going to do it their way instead of God's way. And God smote them dead the moment that they did it because they let spiritual things become common. So much so, he didn't even let Aaron, hallelujah, mourn over them. Hallelujah. He had to just keep right on moving. Hallelujah. Because he knew God wasn't having it. I'm here to preach to somebody here today. We need not let spiritual things become common to us. We need not let our prayer life become common to us. Let me show you how you can tell. Come on, Holy Ghost. You're letting uh, 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 spiritual things become common. When we become disconnected from spiritual substance and substitute structure for our relationship with God. And we don't spend time in prayer. This was the problem with David and them here. Amen. If you study the history of the ark, when the Philistines took the ark, hallelujah, from the children of Israel in battle, hallelujah, when they took it to, hallelujah, their God, Dagon's home, they begin to see the power of God manifest itself in the place. Hallelujah. And they walked in the door, hallelujah, the next morning, and Dagon's head had fallen to the crown. And they said, oh my God, what is going on here? Hallelujah. The next day, they went in there. Dagon's hands and arms had fallen. And then God started killing a bunch of folks. And they say, y'all, we better get this thing out of here. Hallelujah. Before God kill all of us. Because Dagon can't help us. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. I want you to know, church, the world can't help us. Come on, Holy Ghost, what we going to the world for? Hallelujah, trying to find pleasure, trying to find joy. Come on, somebody. This world can't give you the peace that Jesus can give you. This world can't give you the victory that God wants us to have. They sent it off and they said, how do we get rid of it? And they said, what you need to do, you need to put it on a new cart. Amen. See, that new cart business didn't start with the people of God. See, a lot of time, church, hallelujah, it's the church following the world. <laughs> Rather than the church, the world following the church. Uh, and the Bible says they put emeralds and, and mice, hallelujah, in there. And then they put jewels in there. And when they sent it, amen, back to Israel, some men went and looked inside of the ark. Hallelujah. Taking something spiritual and making it common. And God killed almost 50,000 people as a result of it. Because no man was supposed to look inside the ark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, come on, Holy Ghost. And sometime, y'all, if we're not careful, we'll try to replace a real relationship with God. Hallelujah. That's filled with substance and power and authenticity. And we'll try to substitute it, amen, for a structure that's going to fail. What are you saying to us? And now, 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 now I'm not against technology. But I'm telling you now, we've let technology steal away some things in God. Because now we come to prayer meeting, come on somebody, with our cell phones. 
Hallelujah. I know y'all don't do that up here, so I'm just speaking to those folks, you know, in B.C., where, wherever. Okay? Come on, Holy Ghost. In, in Quebec or something. You know, I ain't talking to us here, but I'm just going to throw this out anyway. See, 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 we got to the place where phones and cell phones and computers and all this stuff is starting to be placed out time with God. Come on, Holy Ghost. We're in church now, not just the young people anymore. We're in church now, texting and Facebooking. Holy, while the preaching is going on. Hearing me today. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Because we were letting spiritual things become common to us. I'm here to tell you, Facebook, hallelujah, text messaging is not going to replace the power of God. It's time that we go back to the prayer room and leave our phones outside of the prayer room. Cut them off in our pocketbooks. It's time for us to get a hold of God again. Where God can talk to us. Where God can minister to us. Where God can help us in our spiritual journey. What are you saying to us? I'm saying to us that time set aside for God should be for God. Most of the time when I go to church, conferences, wherever it be, I leave my phone now in the car. Come on, Holy Ghost, because I don't need it. I don't need my phone going off in service. Hallelujah. This may be the only time God had to get a hold of me. And I'm telling you, church, sometime when you come into church, you need to hear from God. You need to have an encounter with God. You ain't got time to be worried about who's getting to touch you on your cell phone. You, oh, Lord. I don't want to make nobody mad tonight. But my encouragement to us tonight is don't let our prayer time become common. Our prayer lives is valuable. Many of us, when we first got in the church, glory to God, and some of us many years after, we would take parts of our lunch time to be with God because that's how important it was. Hallelujah. Now we're talking to God on the fly. Because we ain't got time for you to take time out to pray. Because prayer has become common to the people of God. And we're replacing prayer with structure. We're replacing prayer. Come on, somebody, with YouTube videos. Come on, somebody. God need us to pray like we have never prayed before until we get stirred again, until God can move on us again, till we can get a new frame of mind, till we can get a fresh touch from God. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Another way that we can tell that spiritual things have become common Hallelujah, Lord. When there's no real time of spiritual brokenness. When the last time have we been broken? Or are we so bent on coming to God, keeping ourselves intact? When we know we need God to penetrate the hardness that have come into our lives as a result of our prayerlessness. 
Hallelujah. Come on, sisters and brothers. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Some of us know what it's like to be touched by God until we're broken. Hallelujah. Till we're crying. Till we're weeping. When is the last time we've gotten broken of how broken and busted up this world really, really is? When is the last time have we prayed for a burden to get a hold of us until God is shaking us? Until God is putting the fear of God in us. The Bible tells us that a broken and a contrite spirit, he will not, hallelujah, turn away. Oh, come on, somebody. When there's no real time of spiritual brokenness, we've never been broken, hallelujah. But we can critique everything, but we never feel anything. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When are we going to get back to the place, Dr. Neal, where God can change us again? Uh-huh. Where God can change us? Or are we going to remain passive? Are we going to remain untouched? Are we going to remain disinterested in moving in places with God that only we can get if we value what God has given to us? The enemy wants us to take this for granted, but we can't let spiritual things become common. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We can't do it. Hallelujah, if we're not careful, we'll become like King Uzziah. Hallelujah. In the 26th chapter of Second Chronicles, if you read about the life of King Uzziah, you will discover that he was one of the most powerful and influential kings that even ever reigned in the nation of Israel. He was 16 years old when he began to reign and he reigned over 52 years. Hallelujah. And, and there, the Bible says that he came up under the tutelage of Zechariah and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. The Bible says he had an army of over 300,000. He had all kind of weaponry and technology to help him in warfare. But the Bible says he got lifted up in pride. Hallelujah. God couldn't touch him anymore. God couldn't break him anymore. God couldn't minister to him anymore. And the Bible says he went into hallelujah, the temple and began to offer up hallelujah, the incense in the temple where hallelujah's hard heart had no business being in there. And the Bible will tell us that over 80 priests went in there and say that is not your place. I'm here to tell you when you start taking spiritual things for granted and for common, you start touching things that you ain't got no business touching. The hardness of your heart will deceive you and make you think that you can be in places with God that you ain't got no business being. Come on, Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something, church. It's not enough to know programs. It's not enough to know protocol. Hallelujah. But don't know who God is. I'm here to tell you, church, we better get to know God again. We better get to know God again. We've got to cry out, touch me again, God. Get a hold of my heart. Let me feel your presence. Let me feel your power. Let me feel your love. Let me feel your conviction of sin. Shake off this apathy in my soul. Another sign that we're allowing things to become common. When there 
is no room in our lives for divine interruption. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, oh, my God. We must allow room for God to interrupt our holy schedules. Hallelujah. God is not governed by our iPads. God ain't governed by our iPhone 6 and all that stuff. God want to be able to direct us. The Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We've got to allow God to guide and direct our lives from day to day and put us in the places, oh, come on, Holy Ghost, where he can tell us what to do. And because we're not so tied down to what we want to do, hallelujah, because we're keeping that common. Let me tell you something. God want to interrupt us like he interrupted Peter. You remember Peter was on the rooftop, glory to God, praying, getting ready to go eat. And God said, hey, Peter, I got a job for you. I got some guys coming to you, glory to God, who I've already visited with an angel by the name of Cornelius. Guess what, Peter? He is a Gentile. Hallelujah. And I want you to go to his house, and I want you to bring the gospel to him. And God caused a vision to come down of all different kind of beasts. Hallelujah. That Peter was would not touch. And Peter said, Lord, I can't eat that. I can't touch that. I have not touched anything that has been common or unclean. And God said, don't call that which I have cleansed to be common. Let me tell you something, church. God wants you to know today, I got a work for you to do, but I need you to hear me when I want to direct you. I need you to go where I need you to go. When I tell you witness to that person, just go and witness to them. Don't worry about the result. Just do what I told you to do. If I tell you to lay hands on them, lay hands on them right there. Just do what I tell you to do. I was reading this story not too long ago of a man. I can't remember, amen, who he was. But he was a doctor. And a guy that he was working on had flatlined and had died, glory to God. And they called him dead. And he said, the doctor said, as he was on his way out the door, the, that the Lord said to him, go back in there and pray for him. You remember that, Sister Planet? And he went back and prayed, and God didn't do anything. And he went back and left again. And he said when he was going out the door the second time, God said, go back in there and pray again. And he said this time, when he went in there and prayed and laid hands on that man, I'm talking about the doctor, he laid hands on that man, boom, the machine starts, hallelujah, back up. God put life back into it. Come on, y'all got to hear me today. Come on, if a doctor who trusts in his medical knowledge could be open to the supernatural operation of God, what can happen with you and me today? Come on, Holy Ghost, with the Holy Ghost, with the anointing of God in our life, we've got to get back to allowing God to interrupt our schedule. a few more minutes here. Uh, 
another way we can tell that we're starting to let spiritual things to become common. When we are disconnected from spiritual authority, where we have no prophetic, prophetic voice in your life, when you have no one speaking to you in your life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God got the body of Christ here for a reason. And there are times, brothers and sisters, that we need God to speak to us and give us words that's going to help us to get balanced, reconnected. But when you find yourself never receiving what those that are in spiritual authority are trying to tell you, that needs to be a sign to you that you're starting to let spiritual things become common. Come on, Holy Ghost. Because I'm telling you, when men and women of God begin to speak into our life, whether we agree with it or not, we need to at least take heed. We need to at least take it to prayer. We need to at least say, God, if they're telling the truth, help me to see this. Help me to receive this. Don't let my ego get in the way. Don't let my pride get in the way. Somehow, God, let me get a hold of this. Whenever they speak to us about the things of God, we can't dismiss it. Hallelujah. Don't let your spiritual leaders become common to you. And I don't see that happening no time soon here. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, hold on. I told the men this morning, that need to be the best preacher in your life. Come on, y'all. See, we can listen to Dr. Neil all day. My wife can tell you I got files of stuff. Just, and it's called Dr. Neil's folder. Almost every book he written, I got on my computer. Come on, Holy Ghost. Every message he preached, I somehow got it. Somehow. Why? Because I value the anointing that's on him. I'm here to encourage y'all here at Top Church. Don't take that anointing for granted. Don't worry about it. He ain't got to pay me for that. But that's the truth anyhow. Because I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, respect the spiritual authority in his life. I'm not trying to embarrass you, doctor. I'm just speaking the truth. Amen, because I know how it is. We can take the anointing for granted because we got a steady diet of it. But I'm telling you, some of y'all have traveled around and you'd have been some places and you were saying, Alberta, here I come. I can't wait to get back home to hear some real anointing, hear some real preaching. Hell, y'all ain't hearing me now. Don't take your spiritual leader for granted. Hallelujah. Don't worry about him trying to excite you like an evangelist. That ain't his job. His job is to speak into your life. Hallelujah. So you can walk day by day and not just for an event. That happens on the weekend. Another way that we can tell that we're starting that spiritual things become common is when we rely on our natural ability and have lost, glory to God, the wonder of God's supernatural power. Ironically enough, you know what the name Uzzah means? It means strength. 
when he was trying to stop that ark from falling, he was relying on his own strength. And he had lost the wonder of God. Where was Abinadab at? Where was his father at? Glory to God. Hallelujah. It was in his house all that time. The father had no value of it because he allowed his sons who had no authority to be even dealing with it in the first place to take ownership of it. Don't rely on your own strength and your stability. We still got to seek God. We still got to ask God, God, help me with this. Brother Shilly, when you get me to play the piano, I know you got the skills and ability, but you still got to say, God, I need your anointing. Thank you for the ability, but ability alone won't get it. I need the anointing that when I play, people will want to get close to you. People will want to repent of their sin. People will want to give their lives to God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We should always be reaching for the supernatural because God is not interested in always appealing to our logic. God wants to do things that will blow our minds. I remember one time when I was in Saudi Arabia. Remember I told you last night that they told us we couldn't have church and all of that. But God opened the door for me to have Bible study in my room and the very first night that we were there I mean that that we had the Bible study I was asleep in my room there and a lady knocked on the door and said do you got a Bible I need a Bible God told me to come to you and get a Bible. She said, I went to the chaplain and they didn't have no more. And so God said, go to Sergeant Blandon and get that Bible. So I gave her the Bible that I had. I said, please hold on to this because this is only the other one that I have. I said, we're going to be having a Bible study here tonight. If you want to come, you can come back. I said, we're going to have Bible study at 8 o'clock. She said, I'll be back at 730. At 7.30, this lady came back. I said, can you come back at 8 o'clock when we have other people here? She said, sure. Another brother from Houston was there with me at that time. Amen. And we came in the room and boom, 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 boom. The lady knocked on the door. And when she knocked on the door, she said, I'm ready to give my life to God. Come on, hold it. I want to get the story right here because this this really blew my mind. She said to me and the other brother, she said, I'm going to have to ask y'all to leave the room. This lady put me out my own room. She says, because I got to talk to God about some things. We leave the room and go outside it's 8.30, 9 o'clock at night now, pitch dark. This lady is in my room repenting of her sins. While she is repenting, stars are shooting through the sky. And the area where we was begins to light up. 
And I says to God, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? And we begin to praise the Lord. And while we was praising the Lord, watching all this happen, the lady came out where we was and she said, I'm ready. She was saying, I'm ready to receive the Holy Ghost. We went back in that room and laid hands on this lady. And I'm telling you, God filled this lady with the Holy Ghost with one of the most beautiful tongues I have ever heard in my life. And she spoke in tongues for over 30 minutes. And we was praising and worshiping God. And you got to understand this is happening in a nation where they told us that we could not worship God. I'm telling you, you can't put no boundaries on God. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, you cannot So when she left, I went in my room and sat on the cot and I said, Lord, what was that? Then I said, no, every time you do something supernatural, we feel like you got to explain yourself. If you want me to know, you'll let me know when I went to sleep. When I woke up the very next morning, I was grabbing my laundry bag to take over to the people to do my laundry. When I was grabbing my laundry bag and I was reaching down, the Holy Ghost said to me, heaven was rejoicing over that one sinner that was repenting. That experience that we saw, the stars shooting through the sky, God lighting up, God says heaven was rejoicing over that one sinner that was repenting. What are you saying to us, Pastor Blatter? God got some supernatural operation for you. We need to come on somebody, be open to the move of God. Let's not let spiritual things become common in our lives anymore. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand on your feet tonight. God wants somebody here to get their spirituality back. He wants somebody here to feel God again. He wants somebody here to no longer be accustomed to being without the presence of God in their life and again. Come on, let's lift them up all over this place. Oh, Dr. Neal, I'm telling you, God is in this place tonight. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Come on, don't let spiritual things become common in you. What you're doing here at this camp meeting is important. What you're pouring into your children is valuable. Come on, Holy Ghost. The songs that you're singing, they do break yokes. Come on, Holy Ghost. The lives that you're touching, they are valuable. The devil is a liar today. Don't let this become common to you. Don't let this become old hat to you. Let it be a new experience every time. Keep the wonder of it going in your life. Don't put it down. Hallelujah. Love it again and again and again. Come on, somebody. Don't let spiritual things become common anymore in your life. Come on, somebody. You're not common tonight. Look at somebody say, you're not common tonight. God said, don't call that common, which I may cleanse. Come on, Holy Ghost. 
That's right, doctor. When they tried to put Peter in the common prison, they couldn't hold him there. You're not common today. I say you're not common today. Don't let spiritual things become common to you because you're not common today. You're rare. You're precious. You're valuable. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody. Come on, God ain't through yet. I know it's a little late, but God ain't through yet. Come on, Holy Ghost. That's it. Keep on worshiping, Brother Shirley. I'm not even going to call you on the piano. I know you can come up to it. Hallelujah. But keep on worshiping God. Sometimes we need to let our musicians just go in and worship God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Because they're always in the position where they having to do what they do. But let them do what they want to do right now. Let them worship God. Come on, Holy Ghost. Somebody else ought to just worship God. Because that's what you want to do. Come on, Holy Ghost. We know we're going home tomorrow. But right now, I just want to get a hold of God again. I want to get some things fresh again in my life that God stale on me. Hallelujah. I want to recover some stuff that I've lost along the way. I want to make some things new Hallelujah. that I've allowed to get old. Oh, come on somebody. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't let it become common no more. 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 <laughs> oh, Lord, I need your hand on me. Excavate some stuff up out of me, God. Excavate the hardness, Lord. Break up the fallow ground. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, mercy. Come on, somebody. Dig it up, hallelujah. 